Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. What is going on every morning? everybody and good morning and welcome to the saturday morning stochastic nhl strategy show sponsored by bet mgm i am your host josh harris joining me is my co-host who's looking so fresh and so clean clean michael clifford how are we doing today good man feel a little bit lighter um yeah got the ears loaded a little bit decided to get a shave got my new ugly christmas wrestling sweater Scissor me under the mistletoe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all jacked up for uh, tonight's 10-game uh, slate. Pretty, I, I wouldn't say a wild slate last night. Um, Calgary did what Calgary does and uh, kind of blew it in the third period. And then Arizona, um, obviously, kind of laying the wood to the Islanders. The Islanders look kind of shaky in their last few games. Yeah, I... I'm really confused about the Flames because, like, the Blues have one of the worst penalty kills in the league. Like, it's just awful. Flames had a five-on-three for, like, 30 seconds. Couldn't even get a shot off. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, just watching them, they just look like they're thinking instead of just playing, I think. But I don't know. They look awful. Yeah, they do. They got to figure that out or else even in a somewhat weak Western Conference, they might not get to the playoffs. Yeah, Huberto is lost. I don't know. I, I don't know. They're, I like Dylan Dubay, though, up on that top line because he actually shoots, but I don't know. They got to do something. Trade everybody. They shouldn't have signed Huberto to that massive contract. They should have you know, traded him at the deadline. Should have traded Uyghur at the deadline. It makes you think how good Johnny Gaudreau and Matt Kachuk were on that team. Like, if this is the product they're putting out this year. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Flames, although I could rant about them for an hour. We have a 10-game main slate tonight. This one is, uh, I don't know, there are some really good power play spots. Soup du jour, soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. Like those, like Tampa and Montreal, Rangers and Philadelphia. Who else we got here? I mean, Buffalo going into Florida, I think, or Arizona. I think Arizona is still the most penalized team um, in the league. I mean, we'll get to that game later. Uh, and Buffalo is either first or second in power plays per game. So, uh, could be a little bit of and Jeff Skinner's back, so it could be a little bit of a feast there uh, for the Sabers. We'll talk yep. talk about that in a bit. And the Sharks, Kings, that could you know, Sharks have a pretty good penalty kill, but the Kings do not. 
there's a lot of nice power play spots here. I'm kind of glad that the Bruins and the Oilers are on the early slate so we don't have to be like, oh, yeah, 10-game slate. McDavid's going to be 41%. Let's just play him. You know what I mean? So at least you have some, you know, you're just not blindly jamming in McDavid on a 48-game slate. But let's get into the slate. Before we do, give us a like and subscribe. We like likes and subscribes. It helps us out, helps you out. You get free content. So you can keep up with all of our shows. DFS offers, giveaways, and much more. Once you subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. Don't forget, almost all of our content is available in podcast form on the platform of your choice. Help us out by leaving a five-star review. I always feel weird reading this one on Saturday morning because the people who join on Saturday morning definitely like and subscribe already because you guys are hardcore puck fans. Um, But yeah, if you're here, make sure to smash that like. We like likes. I like being liked. Um, first game of the night, Tampa Bay Lightning with a 4.1 total. <laughs> Heading into Montreal, the Canadiens have a 2.6. Obviously, at this hour, we don't really have much goalie confirms unless they were confirmed yesterday. Best guess is Vasilevsky, Jake Allen. Um, Tampa, you know, going Hagel point Kucherov, status quo. Like, as of now, morning skates start probably in the next half an hour or so. Lines, same for the Canadiens. This is one of these really good power play spots. Um, actually, you know, for both sides. I, I don't know how much Montreal will be getting to because they're kind of expensive for a lowish total. They're in the 17Ks. You know, um, Caulfield is 7K, but, like, it feels justified he's been scoring. But Tampa Bay top line here uh, – 20,100. We've seen them way more expensive this season. I think that's a fair price, like fairly cheap for them. Very good power play spot. I think both top lines for Tampa are in play. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you on Montreal. I don't know how much interest I would have on that side here tonight. I mean, even if you look on, on FanDuel, um, I think they're over 21 K on FanDuel, which that's pretty expensive for that line um, in this matchup. Now, certainly um, they have been getting ice time. Caulfield has been shooting a little bit. Um, they're, they're just not generating a ton, right? Um, 2.4 expected goals uh, in their minutes together in the month of December. Um, you know, Kirby Doc has been moved around the lineup a little bit. You know, usually we pick on um, the Tampa Bay penalty kill. It has been getting a lot better as the season has worn on. And, you know, really? <laughs> that Montreal power play um, has certainly not been getting better as the season's worn on. So not a whole lot of interest for me um, on the Hab side. Uh, you know, if you want to dip down and do a one-off, like something like a, like a, a Josh Anderson or something like that, I think that's fine, but I, I'm not stacking um, the forwards here on the Tampa side. Yeah. Obviously that top line uh, very much in play. Um, a little over 20,000. I, I I don't have the historic line. I, I feel like they've been even some games around in the 18K range um, over the last few weeks at some point. And then there are other times where they have been more expensive. I, I'm with you. I think it's a fair price around 20,100. I think it is on DraftKings. Um, the big issue for them up until the last few games had been shooting percentage. It was that simple. Like they hadn't um, been converting on their chances. And obviously um, that started... Um, a few games ago, last game, um, Brandon Hagel had two goals and an assist. I saw 
um, our Discord talking about um, leaving him off. It's it's something that I don't you know really mind doing. Obviously, that's something that would have backfired in the last one. But yeah, you you know leave him on if you want um, for the power play uh, correlation. Montreal's penalty kill is an interesting kind of little case study here. Um, you know the Montreal PK itself um, really hasn't been that great. I was looking. Um, over the last few weeks, um, you know, fringe bottom 10 by shots against in the league. It's just the goaltending has really held them up on the penalty kills. So, you know, they don't take uh, a, a ton of penalties. They are above league average, but certainly not in that Arizona um, Edmonton category. Tampa Bay does draw a lot of power play. So I'm with you. I, I do like going back to the top line here. Um, I think even if, if you don't want to stack anybody, just like a one-off Stamkos, I, I think does make sense. Um, he's been getting some reasonable ice time of late, you know, around 19 plus, which it, it wasn't something he was doing a month ago. He had a lot of like 16, 17 minute games. So uh, getting more ice time should be a good power play spot. We'll see if the Montreal penalty kill can hold up. So, yeah, I think right back to that top line or, or one off stamp coast is, is, the, is the play here. Nothing for me for Montreal. Yeah. Let's move to the blue line here. By the way, I figured out my internet. I, oh. think bit, I think it's a bit better this morning. It has been better. It's been noticeably noticeably better. Yeah. I closed a lot of apps before he got on the air. Dogs are excited about closing apps. Um, on the blue line, Victor Hedman, 6K, on the top power play. Like I don't think you have to include him, but I think you can. I, I don't think I would one-off him either. I think like if I was MMEing, I'd make the rule. Victor Hedman only in Tampa stacks um, and not like completely necessary. Other than that, on the Tampa side, like eh, there's nothing like jumping off the page. If you want to use Cole, you want to use Turnack, that's fine. I just, I don't know. They're just okay. On the Hab side, <sighs> there just isn't a play that's going, oh man, I can't wait to get this guy in my lineup. Yeah, I, I agree with you with the Habs. Like, I think even, like, Kate Gooley's, like, a little bit expensive. Like, I, he's fine to play, but there's nobody in Montreal that, you know, where their prices and their usage is something that, that sticks out to me immediately. Without Mikhail Sergachev in that last game, Victor Hedman skated over 26 minutes. Um, you know, we'll have to see Sergachev's availability. I'm sure we'll find out here in a couple hours, you know, maybe an hour after the show ends or something like that. If he's out, like... Hedman, I think, is fine even as a one-off just because he might play 26, 27 minutes, right? Like, if Sergeyev's in and Hedman's playing, like, maybe 22 or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, just include him in power play stacks. But where he might play a lot tonight, um, depending on Sergeyev's status, I'd say just watch out for that because I might have interest. Also notice Nick Perbix played 23 minutes, <laughs> over 23 minutes in that game without Sergeyev. He's probably a little bit expensive, but I think he's fine on something like FanDuel or whatever, where he's only like 4K. So um, maybe Perbix on FD. Yep. Call your doctor to see if Perbix, Perbix is, is right for you. Yeah. New York Rangers going into Philadelphia. Igor Shesterkin, Carter Hart probable here. These Rangers lines are just poopers. Um, Vitaly Kravtsov down on the fourth line. Like, I don't know. Like, Move him up to the top line with Zimanjan and Panarin. Barkley Goodrow is a nice fourth liner. 
the line, you know, Kreider, Trocek, VC is probably their best line now. The kids, the kids look good. Like they're playing power play two a bit more. Like I, I want to really get behind a Rangers line here. I just can't. Like I, I think if anything, I'll just take bits and pieces from the kids line and call it a day on the flyer side, like one off Konechny, one off JVR, but that's probably about it. Like Kevin Hayes got benched in the third period in the last game. So torts is tortsing. So I don't know. Travis Konechny is probably your safest bet. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll mention about the Rangers is I know sometimes we, we, we see the order listed on either our lineup builder um, or lineup sites or, or what have you and, and assume those are the line combinations. But like Kreider, Trocek, and BC is the second line on this team, right? Um, Trocek, second in ice time over the last over the last few games. Kreider, uh, fourth. Um, BC, fifth. Like all three forwards on that line are in the top five along with um, Panarin and Zibanej at nice time. So, you know, just keep in mind that that kid line is a true third line, you know, 13, 14, maybe 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Um, I I say it every time Panarin and Zibanej are together. They just don't have good defensive numbers together, right? Or good numbers at all. Um, I was just looking at at Mika and Panarin in their 80 minutes together, 1.7 expected goals for 2.2 against 1.5 goals, actual goals for 3.1 against. Um, they're just not like, I don't know why they have Goodrow there. You're right. It does make sense to have crafts off instead. Um, Goodrow just doesn't bring anything to that line that they need either offensively or defensively, um, to be honest. So um, maybe we'll see some changes through the games. Um, yeah. Scott Lawton got moved up. Um, to play a little bit uh, with Travis Konechny in the last game. We'll see how that goes in this one. Torch seems to love Noah Cates. Um, he is a pretty good defensive forward. Um, that's something that we mentioned in the last show was that um, Philadelphia's team defense has really, really improved um, as the season's worn on, um, which is something I certainly didn't really expect from this team. Um, but their expected goals against over like the last month is right in line with teams like Vegas and Tampa Bay, right? Like this isn't, you know, this isn't uh, Chicago or Anaheim or Columbus or something like that. They've certainly been a lot, lot better um, over the last five weeks, basically. Um, with all that said, that hate, you know, Hayes and Konechny, if they're together, typically haven't been very good defensively this year. It's been, you know, guys like Scott Lawton that have been good defensively. Uh, like I said, Noah Cates, when he's been there, he's certainly helped out in that regard. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Flyers. Um, Konechny's a guy that I, I, I said in the last show, I think he's fine as a one-off, but it depends where you're playing, but Konechny's really starting to get expensive. Uh, 5800 on DraftKings. I think that price actually went down from the last game, but he's 8800 on FanDuel. Um, probably a little bit too expensive there. I would definitely um, keep it to DK only. With the Flyers, it's a situation where um, I'm just looking for maybe some one-offs. Um, one-off Konechny, you know, um, JVR jumped to the top power play unit. Um, he's He's... I don't know what's going on on FanDuel, but he's 6,700 on FT. Um, I'd rather play him on DK where he's only 3,900. So maybe one-offing those guys. On the Rangers side, 
I don't even know where I would attack here. I, I it'd definitely be the second and third lines. So yeah, I think the kid line, if you want to use two out of three as a filler, is fine. Like Keaton and Lafreniere, um, something like that makes a fine duo. Um, but I think it's going back to that Kreider Trocheck BC line. Um, they're getting minutes. Kreider's not shooting as much. But I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I'm stacking anything out of this game. Um, like there's there's not a whole lot that says I gotta play this line in this spot. Um, or this matchup or because of these prices in this one, like there's just not a lot that's giving me that vibe. So I think in general for me it might just be some one-offs. Um, if anything, the Trocheck BC line, but like I said, I'm not sure I'm stacking. Yeah, same. And of course I just talked about how good my internet was and accidentally just knocked out my ethernet. So it could be fun little, <laughs> fun little ride for the rest of the show here. Um, let's move to the blue, the blue line here. I guess Adam Fox is fine at 5,700. That's a pretty good price on DraftKings. Okay, Andre Miller is still the guy for me at 3K. On the flyer side, Travis Sanheim's okay at 3,800. Yam Cork, I guess, is fine at 3,200, but like, I just don't want to play him. Yeah, like I said in the last show, um, Sanheim and um, Provorov are basically interchangeable for me now at this point, so I'll just you know go with the cheaper guy. Um, on the Ranger side, probably Adam Fox uh, on DraftKings. Um, the price really is too good to pass up. I think he's definitely a guy that's in that one-off play um, area. You know what I mean? Like, I think he can definitely one-off him at that price. I think this is the lowest he's been all season. We've even seen him in the 7Ks at some point. So, uh, yeah, don't mind Fox um, as a one-off on DK. I'll mention Rasmus versus the line for the Flyers. He's just been blocking a ton of shots of late. Um, 18 blocks in his last five games, pretty consistently playing 20 minutes a game. Um, so I'll mention Bristolainen as well. You with us there, Josh? All right. Uh, looks like Josh is uh, cutting oh, out yeah. a little bit. Oh, there I'm we back. go. Okay. All right. We're good for uh, Toronto, Washington then. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Toronto, back Washington. in the Ethernet. Okay. What a scene I am. It is Saturday morning. Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs going into Washington. Ilya Samsonov confirmed. Charlie Lindgren probably here. Yeah. I'm filming with a potato. No, I knocked out my Ethernet and I had to reconnect it back in and disconnected for a second there, but I think I am good now. So let's talk about Toronto. I closed all the apps. I just accidentally unplugged my ethernet my wi-fi is about as useful i'll just leave it at that are we on fanduel settings here the these people no we are not we are on DraftKings. we're willie nylanders austin matthews 8800 man these leafs are getting expensive even bunting into the mid fours like they just i don't know like they look pretty bad against the rangers um, Marner lost his point streak. Matthews wasn't on the score sheet. This isn't as good of a matchup as it was like a month ago. Like the Capitals are pretty good defensively now. They have some good lines here. I kind of want to see ownership here because if the Leafs are at all chalky, I'm probably not going to play them. So I think this is more of an MME game for me. Yeah. Um, 
I sub- I don't imagine the Leafs are going to be that chalky um, on the road uh, going into Washington. As you said, starting to get a little bit expensive, approaching that 21K mark for um, the top line. Um, one thing that I've, I'm, I'm, I find kind of interesting is Washington in their um, has been lately. I don't know about lately. At times this year, certainly in their last game, last home game, was using that Nick Dowd line as a shutdown line which is, you know, like I said, they have done it at times. They have a, don't do it all the time. Sometimes that Lars Eller line does also go out. Sometimes it is the Ovechkin line, but they use Nick Dowd in that last one, which is kind of interesting to me because it is a good defensive line. I'm just always wary about any fourth line going up against Toronto one. You know what I mean? Um, they've even started generating more um, expected goals. Um, you, you know, they're definitely scoring a lot. That's that's no big secret, but their expected goals 4.1 over their last three weeks together. Um, they're shooting 18%, which is high. But even if they were shooting half of that, which would be low for them, um, they would still be scoring about 3.7 goals per game, <laughs> per 60 minutes, sorry. So um, they're definitely uh, generating a ton of volume. A couple problems is one, like you said, Washington has been a lot better defensively um, of late. I was looking basically over their last month. Um, their expected goals against is like seventh in the league at five on five or something like that. And we talked about how the Toronto power play has been struggling with Sandine there, still generating, but not scoring. Um, you know, you got to think that dam's going to burst eventually, but. Um, is it going to happen against a Washington penalty kill? That's been pretty good of late as well. Um, I, I think this is a situation where if you don't want to stack, I think you are fine just one-offing. Like, if you want to go ahead one-off Matthews, like, go ahead and do that. I think even with the way Nylander's shooting, you can even one-off him. Um, but I think, you know, obviously Matthews at 1400 more. I'd, I'd rather just pay up for that. Um, so that's kind of where I am on Toronto. On the Washington side, um, that Toronto second line, not that great defensively in a small sample. Um, and I also mentioned in that – um, Rangers game. They did switch up the lines in the third period. Um, Nylander went back and played with John Tavares and Marner was up um, with Austin Matthews. So th- we might go back to the old line combinations here. We're going to have to see in a little bit. The Tavares on that second line has typically struggled a little bit defensively. Kuznetsov and Manta have actually played pretty well together this year. 90 minutes, 2.5 expected goals for 2.8 actual goals. Uh, Manta has 12 shots in his last five games. He's been starting to come alive a little bit. So, you know, I think you include Ovechkin in any Washington stack, but I don't mind Kuznetsov and Manta here, kind of like a, a, a secondary duo. I think they're a little bit too expensive on uh, FanDuel. Um, but, you know, 63, 63 6,400 as a duo on, on DraftKings, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Has there been a more exciting trade that ended up being just absolute dud than Manta for Verona? I, well, Verona's back at practice at least. Um, that's good. I mean, yeah, he had some substance issues, so that's nice to see. But yeah, he was back at practice yesterday, so it looks like you know, hopefully, uh, better days ahead for Verona um, as he recovers. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, hasn't been a big blockbuster. Um, you're right um, since it happened. Although, like, give Mantha a little bit more ice time than you know, eleven forty-seven, then you might get some, you know. Production out of him. How much time have I done? I'm slung down. Got my tattoos in prison. What do you mean? That's what my mother-in-law thinks anyway. Let's move to the blue line. (laughs) 
We're having a great time here. Uh, John Carlson at 7K, I think, is fine. Like, 7K is a lot, but he's one of those guys that just, you know, I don't want to, like, say he's on a Roman Yossi level, but from, like, a DFS production standpoint, like, Carlson always in play for the combo meal here. Uh, I think Orloff is fine at 3,700. Nick Jensen, 2,900. Also fine as long as his minutes stay above 20. Sandine at 4,400 seems a bit expensive. If you want to include him on the power play, if you think the dam is going to proverbial burst, I think you can include him. Otherwise, I'd probably just go to Justin Holt. Yeah, I'll, since TJ Brody returned, the Detroit, the, Tro, Detroit, the Toronto defensemen have all been averaging under 21 minutes. Yeah, it's annoying. It, yeah, in that kind of case, I just want to go with the cheap guys. You know, I'll play TJ Brody, who's playing like, you know, 20, 21 minutes since he's returned for stone cold mid price. Um, that's probably the only guy I'm really targeting on Toronto. Um, yeah, I think for me on Washington is, is Jensen or Carlson, depending what you want to do. I'd probably lean more towards Jensen. I don't think it's necessarily a great power play spot for Washington. Yeah, I agree there. <sighs> What are we doing? What are we doing here, fellas and ladies? Tell me. You know why? You know what we're doing? We're sponsored by BetMGM, and we can get you a risk-free bet and two free months of Stochastic Platinum for free. If your risk-free bet refund will be issued in site credit. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Which is nice because then you can just bet that and you get, you know, you can bounce back and win that. Let me tell you the steps that you need to do to get your risk-free bet in two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. It has to be new users for BetMGM. 36 of you in here. Guarantee you there's at least four who don't have a BetMGM account who are in legal states. So I am talking to you four. You got to create a free stochastic membership using the form below. You got to click the link in the description below. If you already have a stochastic account, which a lot of you guys do, you just got to sign in. Click the large BetMGM button that appears after you log in. Got to create the BetMGM sportsbook account. You guys know how to create sportsbook accounts. You're all degens. Oh, our pal... Lindy on the screen telling you what to do. How are you going to deny that face? Look at that guy's face. What a beauty he is. 
if you like radio. You make your first paid bet. Your bet must settle to qualify. And then after that, you're going to receive an email from BetMGM Sportsbook, not stochastic. So if you don't see the email, check your junk folder for redeeming your two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. Most important part, click the link in the description below for more details and to sign up. Dallas Stars, 2.6 total heading into Carolina. The Hurricanes have a 3.1 total. Jake Ottinger, Piotr, Kuchi, Kochetkov, probable. We'll have to see uh, status on Sebastian Ajo. He, we just he didn't practice yesterday, so yeah. I think he's going to be out again. He's probably going to be out again, which is annoying. But this probably wasn't the best matchup anyway. This game has MME written all over it. If you want to go to the Dallas top line, I just I don't know if I'm going to get to them in one to three. This is not a good power play uh, matchup for them. They can get there in five-on-five, five, but Carolina is a pretty good defensive team, so I'm probably not going to prioritize anything from either side in this game. Yeah, we should also mention um, Dallas kind of nuked their lines in the third period against Washington in the last game. Now the top lines stayed together, uh, but they put uh, Wyatt Johnston with and Jamie Benn with Mason Marchment and then effectively moved Tyler Sagan down with Radic Fox and Dennis Gurdianoff. Um Depending how things go, like I, I might have some interest in a Marchment, Johnston, Ben, um, you know, at least like a duo stack between those guys. Um, ben getting a little bit exp- is a little expensive at fifty two hundred and not a great power play spot, like you mentioned. But Marchment, um, only forty one hundred, Johnston three K. Like you can make a nice, you know, cheap ish duo stack out of that. You, they're going to avoid the Martinook stall fast shutdown line for the most part. I think that's the big problem with me with Dallas here. Um, I I probably want to go to the top line, but it's a really brutal matchup. Um, you know, Martinook stalling fast has definitely been one of the best uh, shutdown lines in the league for the, like the last couple of years now. Um, that's definitely carried through to this year. Um, Carolina's penalty kill um, got, has gotten better actually as the season's gone on, which is kind of scary because there's already good to start with. Um, it's just a really brutal matchup for Dallas one. I don't think I'll, I, I wouldn't get there in single entry. Obviously if I'm playing 50 or hundred lineups or whatever, um, I might have a few shares. I can't imagine there'll be much ownership on them either. Um, and they're still scoring, but again, it's just not that much of five on five. So, or on the power play um, in this spot. So yeah, I'm out on Dallas other than maybe like doing something with the second line. If they do have Johnston, um, Ben and Marchman together. On the Carolina side, that Carolina top line has actually been playing well with Stasny there, which I don't think it should be a huge surprise. Like we said, they were playing well with Jesperi Kakniemi, and he had been or has been one of the worst offensive centers in the league this year. So um, that they're doing well with with Stasny um, isn't like a massive shock. Um, Dallas does take their fair share of penalties, three point six times shorthanded per game, but you know Aho is a pretty important power play player. Um, he has pretty big power play impacts for that team. So um, on the Carolina side, I think it's the same thing as last game. Like, I, you know, I'd want off especially off, you know, if you want to go super cheap, one off of Tara Vinen. Um, You know, that second line, Jarvis, Kakaniemi, Tara Vinen, Jarvis played like 11 minutes last game. Um, it, that's without Aho in the lineup. So they're definitely not leaning on him in any sort, any regard. So, you know, if you want to duo Sveshnikov and H's or stack the top line, I think it's fine. 
but I'm probably leaning more, more towards one-offs in Carolina and maybe the second line in Dallas, depending on what they show um, at morning skate. Yeah, not a huge fan of this game. We'll have to see if there are some changes morning skate. On the blue line, not a huge fan of this blue line either. I guess on the Carolina side, it would be the fish, Brett Pesci. At 3,300, Esselin still the guy at 3,300. If you want to play Niels Lundqvist at 3,200. Or Colin Miller at min-price, like, I guess that's fine, but I prefer Lindell. Yeah, um, Lindell has 17 blocks in his last five games, if I'm not mistaken. That's not that bad. So, um, he's uh, definitely doing something. Um, yeah, Lindell uh, maybe might be the only guy I'd have some real interest in. Um, that's probably it for me from this game. Maybe Pesci on FanDuel or something, but that's it. Yep. I see uh, Jake has woken up as the totals and ownership has come into the lineup builder. Good morning, Jake. He was having issues with his kegerator last night, so he was drinking a lot of foamy beer to get over it. So a little late start for Jake here. Florida Panthers, 3.1 total heading into New Jersey. Newark. The Devils have a 3.5 total. Sergey Bobrovsky, Vitek Vanacek. Big news for the Devils is they completely blew up their power play units here. They Jesper Bratt's not even on either unit, which is annoying. The thing, like, he hasn't been shooting, though. So, like, maybe this is a wake-up call. I would imagine at some point, like, Alexander Holtz may, like, trip going onto the ice and get sent to the AHL because of it. So, Bratt may be back on the top power play unit at some point, but, like, hard to rely on that and like that line's really expensive like brad 6100 getting no power play time kind of sucks hughes is up to 8k like sharon govich is still cheap and he's shooting the puck so like i don't mind that line in a nutshell but like brat not getting power play time not great don't like that top line correlation like yeah nico he sure is good so like again like i'm kind of like teeing you up here for the cliffy call of going double center for new jersey here We'll have to wait and see on Matty Kachuk on the Panther side. If he is in and on that top line, I may have some interest there. It's just not the best matchup. Yeah, that I think Matt Kachuk is probably the big one I'm waiting for from the Florida side. Um, he, I was tweeting about it yesterday. He's probably in the Hart Trophy conversation. Like The gap between him and second on their team in points per game, I think it's Barkoff, is like 0.5 points per game. Like. In a full 82-game season, he's on pace to put up 40 more points than the next closest forward on his team. And his um, expected goals impacts are like second in the league amongst all forwards. So he's a very important part of this team. He They said it's an illness. And now, you know, in typical years, we'd say maybe a, a day and then he'll be back. But we literally just saw Barkov miss uh, two weeks um, with pneumonia. I believe so like we really do have to wait to see what Kachuk is doing that Florida top line not very good um Barkov for Hagee Reinhardt at least you know scoring wise 2.9 expected goals for 2.1 actual or 2.1 expected goals against that's good 1.7 actual goals for Sam Reinhardt's been struggling shooting um Barkov certainly has been struggling shooting um not really a great matchup going against his year Tatar um in Zetterland that line played a lot earlier this season, and they were very good together. 3.4 expected goals, 4 per 60, 3.6 actual goals. Um, Zetterland, 
um, 16 to 17 minutes in the last game as he was moved to the top power play line. Not really that expensive. Like his price fell off, obviously, with, um, you know, the demotion down the lineup, loss of power play time and, and all that. So you could stack um, the New Jersey top line, um, including Nico Hishier, Tatar, um, and Fabian Zetterlin, I think for about 14K off the top of my head. That's pretty good uh, for a top line that might see top power play time against the Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida is a team that does take a lot of penalties, uh, 3.8 times shorthanded per game this season. So, I mean, we'll we'll have to, you know, definitely confirm what the New Jersey lineup looks like. But like a Hischer to Tyre Zetterlin might be one of those real nice low mid-price lines uh, uh, to play here tonight, especially if Brad's not going to be on the power play with Hughes. Yeah. I mean, Lindy Ruff. My man, he's not my man. Like he is one of the worst coaches in the NHL for DFS, but probably the front runner for the Jack Adams this year. Let's move to the blue line. Dougie Hamilton always in play at sixty six hundred. Um, on the Florida side, like I just don't have a ton of interest on anyone here. I guess Ekblad, if you're in that range, I just I don't know. It isn't the best power play spot for them. So probably just Dougie Hamilton or Ryan Graves. Yeah, um, Damon Severson was skating as the seventh defenseman for the Devils yesterday. He might be out of the lineup. We'll have to see um, who would jump in. Um, Jonas Siegenthaler, I think, is definitely in play here. Um, he's a guy that, you know, likes to block shots, uh, throw his body in front of the puck. He's relatively cheap. So, yeah, him and him, him, him or Graves. And I'll mention Gustav Forsling. He's been on a pretty good tear of late as well. Um, he has, uh, 31 shots and 15 blocks in his last 10 games. Not bad. Um, yeah. Don't, don't mind him as, as kind of like a mid price pivot on DK. Yeah. If you're not using Ekblad for like power play, which I don't know, like it's not the best spot for that. Like Forsling is probably the best one off if you're in that range. I agree there. Nashville Predators with a. 2.6 total heading into Colorado. The Avs have a 3.3 total. Soros, Yorgiev, probable. I'll let you talk about that Nashville top line. <laughs> They're just not it. So I think that gives me interest in the Colorado top line. Kind of, like, I don't even mind that Colorado second line as a filler. Like, I don't know. JT Comfer is growing on me a little bit here over the past see like over the season logan o'connor does shoot the puck a bunch like he's been getting a whole like at least he's oh, those aren't the right lines um that it, in the lineup builder that's you know we get our lines from uh, another source obviously they didn't update theirs jt confers on the top line with lekinen and rantanen and nichushkin was uh on I guess what would be the second line with Alex Newhook and Evan Rodriguez, Evan Rodriguez back in the lineup, obviously. Right. So uh, Newhook, Rodriguez, um, Nichushka, probably the second line here. Live thoughts. I like Confer <laughs> up on the top line. Thank you for letting me know there. Actually don't mind. Like we'll have to wait and see if I, I would assume Evan Rodriguez stays power play too. I guess like Confer has been doing pretty well up there. Um, I don't mind the second line of Nishushkin, Evan Rodriguez, new hook. Just, you know, not the best power play correlation there. Comfort up on the top line makes them more affordable. You get full court, like full power play correlation. Assuming Comfort stays on the top unit, 
they get a very good power play matchup like the Predators. Penalty kill has actually been okay, but like the goalies haven't. So, you know, abs top line for me, I'm out on the Predator skaters. Yeah. Um, to your point about the Nashville top line, I was looking to see if they had started performing better since they got reunited a few games ago, because obviously they've been struggling all season long. They haven't been um, their last 40 minutes together. Not a lot. It's just a few games, but you know, that's just since they've been reunited 44 shot attempts for per 60 minutes, 73 against. Yeah. And it's not like their strength. The schedule is good. It was the blues, the um, Oilers and one other team that was not great. Yeah. And um, they're not playing like, you know, massive minutes either. So yeah, St. Louis, Edmonton, Winnipeg, their last Winnipeg. three games. Ottawa last weekend like it just it's just been a bad stretch so yeah I would on out on Nashville like I think Philip Forsberg or like even a Nino Niederreiter are definitely always in play as like one-offs I just I'm not I'm not to the point where I can full stack um anything on Nashville yet on the Colorado side yeah Confer's probably staying power play one that top line is perfectly correlated um I don't know how good they're going to be with Confer, but Lekin and Nachushkin have been fine enough at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, I just worry about the power play. I was looking at Colorado's numbers without McKinnon. Their shot attempts are down like 30% uh, without McKinnon on the power play this year. Like like you said, Nashville's power play has been getting better. It's just been goaltending where they're not generating a lot. Um, I don't know, man. I, like, I, I, I do have interest in Colorado's top line because Confer there being there um, drops like the ownership or drops the price down to a pretty reasonable amount. Um, our top stacks tools has Colorado one as the most likely um, top two stack on the night. So I do like Colorado one. Other than that, uh, like I think, you know, Nutrition makes a fine one off. Um, you know, Evan Rodriguez had six shots in his last game. I think um, you can do that, but yeah, it's Colorado top line or probably nothing for me here. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see if at morning skate they run some power play drills or whatever it is. We'll just see. Uh, on the blue line, Yossi, 8,400. You know the deal with Yossi. Jake's in chat, so play Yossi. No, I mean, like, if you're in that range, like, you have two mid-range lines that you like together and you have space for Yossi, you can play him. You know, I'm not going to force Yossi into my lineups tonight by any stretch, but if you're in that range, I think he's fine. Jordan Gross. Is okay at 3,500. Matias Ekholm, 2,900. Dante Fabro, 20. Like these guys are fine. Just nothing like, oh, I got to put them in. On the Av side, I guess you can put in Makar for some power play stacks, but for me, I'm probably going to Gerard or Eric Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Fabro, 2,700. As long as he's playing 19 to 20 minutes with the peripherals he can put up, um, I think that's perfectly fine on DraftKings. I was talking in our in our Discord earlier about Makar playing without McKinnon. Um, the numbers are pretty drastic. His points per 60 minutes is literally like um, 85% lower, uh, which makes sense because, you know, when he's not with McKinnon, he's probably playing, you, you know, with like the Logan O'Connors or something like that. But it, it factors in the power play time and all that as well, right? Like, and we talked about how the power play's not been performing nearly, at least on a shot attempt basis without McKinnon. Um, and McCarr's individual shot attempts go down about one third. So, like, do I really want to pay up for that? Um, 
not really knowing how well Colorado's going to perform, I'm with you. I think I'd just go, I'd stick with the Chief Abs defenseman here. Yep. Have you never signed up? Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're stochastic. It makes me go boohoo because we want you to join. And we have a three-day risk-free trial for new users. Click the link in the description below. That's obviously the most important part. You can't get it without clicking the link in the description below. And you get a three-day risk-free trial, and you get full access to everything NHL, everything we have to offer, projections, ownerships, top stacks, rankings. Like, the lineup builder is an extremely good tool. shows, you know, lines, power play units, price, projection, ownership line projections it's how i get through the show i just keep scrolling on down cliffy has it up on the screen look at that it's beautiful now you can get that for free for three days along with everything else you also get access to the discord which is invaluable uh you get all the the news the lines sharp minds knee house that's the biggest straw right there. Matty Niehaus, our boy, uh, cooking steak in a catering tray. But yeah, click the link in the description below. Get your three-day risk-free trial. Come join us in the Discord. We would love to have you. Buffalo Sabres with a 3.6 total heading into Arizona. The Coyotes have a 2.9 total. Craig Anderson, Connor Ingram, probable. Coyotes played last night. It was uh, Vimelka, so it's probably going to be Ingram. Jeff Skinner back from his suspension tonight, so I'm going to assume he's going to slot in on that top line. With Thompson and Tuck, which would move Casey Middlestad back down to the third line. Middlestad actually did play pretty well uh, up there, but he's no Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner back, elite power play spot. Connor Ingram, not Vimelka. This is lining up to be a Buffalo top line smash Coyote's total actually is a bit higher than I expected. So I think you might have to consider some Yotes. That feels weird to say, considering 
Um, it's a Coyotes back-to-back. But, yeah, Jeff Skinner back. I'm wondering what they do here because, I mean, whether Casey Middlestats played well or not, um, I'll let other people argue that point. But Buffalo went 2-1 and one without Skinner and outscored the opposition 11-5. The one loss was the 3-1 loss in Pittsburgh, which, like, I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal um, to lose in Pittsburgh 3-1. So um, I'm wondering, you know, do they try to lengthen the lineup? That's something that they did last year. That, like they'd move Jeff Skinner off or they'd move Alex Tuck down. What was the third line with Dylan Cousins last year? Like they it's something, it's st- things that Don Granato has done. So I'm really interested to see what morning skate looks like for the Sabres. Um, yeah, with Middlestat right there right now, um, our projections have uh, the Buffalo top line just shy of 40 points um, ahead of the Colorado top line, ahead of the Florida top line, um, ahead of the Toronto top line, um, ahead of the Tampa top line. Like this is a pretty good spot for the Buffalo um, top trio, whether middle stats there or whether it's Jeff Skinner. I think the more interesting um, thought is, do they leave Middlestad on the power play? I can't imagine that. I got to imagine Jeff Skinner finds his way back to the top power play unit. The reason that's important is this might be the best power play spot on the entire slate. Arizona's by far the most penalized team in the league this year. Uh, 4.25 power plays per game to the opponent. Um, no one else in the league is at 3.9 or higher. So they're giving up a lot more um, than even the next closest to them. Um, and the Arizona penalty kill, while not awful, definitely not good, like bottom 10 in the league. And we know how good Buffalo's power play can be. They've shown us that all year. And Buffalo is second in the league in power plays drawn per game. So second in power plays, first in time shorthanded, bottom 10 penalty kill, top 10 power play, like it feels real hard to get away from the Buffalo top line here, especially with Connor Ingram in net and not and not um, Carl Vimelka. So I think Buffalo one might be my favorite spot on the entire slate. There's no real matchup concerns on the Arizona side. I don't care what line they use um, in a shutdown role. They can't stop Skinner, uh, Thompson, and Tuck. We'll have to see what um, what morning skate looks like, but I'm assuming Skinner top line, top power play going right back. Um, to Buffalo one, Buffalo two, I could see being one of those popular filler stacks here tonight. Um, obviously Dylan Cousins would stay on the top power play. Um, he's been playing real well with Quinn and Paterka, um, over their last hundred minutes together, three expected goals per 60 minutes, 5.2 actual goals playing 16 to 18 minutes lately, not shooting a ton. Um, but definitely getting involved in the offense. Uh, I don't know if I'd full three-man stack them, but definitely a little two-man. On the Arizona side, it's kind of interesting to see them with a 2.9 total because, as you mentioned, like that's not nothing, right? Um, that's higher than Washington. It's obviously higher than the Flyers, higher than Montreal. Um, and Arizona typically not a very good scoring team. Um, you know, that Arizona – you know, Clayton Keller had two goals last night, um, I think um, – the top line starting to come alive a little bit offensively. Buffalo's top line really hasn't been that great defensively all year. Um, the second line hasn't been great defensively all year. Um, the Buffalo penalty kill certainly um, not been really that good um, for a much of the season. Hot, most shots against in the league over the last 16 games um, on the penalty kill. So, 
not a bad spot for the Arizona power play either. So I'm with you. I kind of dig a little bit um, of the um, Arizona top line here. Um, Keller Schmaltz Boyd. By their top two stacks on DraftKings, like we have them in line with like that Kreider Trocheck line from the Rangers, the top line from Carolina, the top line from Vegas with no Eichel. Like it's not nothing. So I don't mind, um, you know, two men of like Keller and Schmaltz or, you know, throwing Boyd for cheap or something like that. I think Arizona one's fine. Arizona two wouldn't be a line that I would full stack. But again, I think um, I say it every game Arizona plays. I think one off Lawson Krause just fine here tonight. Yeah, I went off to Lawson Krause last night. Didn't really work out, but I don't mind going back there again tonight. Let's move the blue line. Rasmus Dahlin, 7,200. Very good spot here for him. I think, you know, Matias Samuelson's okay, 3,400. Lawrence Pilot, if he's still on that top pair with Dahlin at min price, is fine. We'll have to wait and see in morning skate. I know. I think there's the Owen Power question. Although I think he's out because they recalled someone yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume Powers out. Yeah. On the Arizona side, like J.J. Moser on the top power. Like, I guess like Chikrin is fine in a nutshell. I just wish he was getting top power play time. Josh Brown is okay at 2,900. Yeah, the way that they're doing their power play units is really, really bothersome because you have Keller and Schmaltz playing with J.J. Moser. And then, you know, you have Travis Boyd. Um, and Matias Maselli playing with Costas Bear. I think it's because they they realize they they need to put two somewhat balanced units together, and their best offensive players on the second unit might be both defensemen. <laughs> so, like, I like I kind of get it um, from that perspective. Um, yeah, as, assuming powers out, I think Samuelson makes a nice play. He was like he played more than Dolan in that last game. He played like thirty plus minutes. Um, that's a crazy amount of ice time with Jeremy Davies there. I don't think it's going to be like Alt Samuelson's back down to 21 minutes while Davies plays 19 or something like that, or 21 to replace power. Like I think Samuelson's probably going to see another 25 minute game here. So don't mind playing him. Um, definitely on the Arizona side, like they have three defensemen in play. They're all fine for what they do. I guess I would probably go to Chikrin, but he's pretty expensive and there are a lot of, good expensive defenseman on this slate. I mean, you talked about John Carlson earlier, obviously Roman Yossi uh, constantly in play. Um, you know, Rasmus Dahlin on the other side of this game, Dougie Hamilton in a, in a, in a matchup that might generate a lot of uh, peripherals for him. So he's fine, but I think he's, Chikrin's a guy I want off. I don't think I put him in any sort of Arizona stack here tonight. Yep. Agreed there. Three games left. Let's get to him quickly. Winnipeg Jets to 3.2 total heading into Vancouver. The Canucks also have a 3.2 total. Connor Hellebuck, Spencer Martin, probable. I think going just back to Winnipeg top six here is assuming their you know ownerships in check is perfectly fine here. If I'm going to do anything on the Vancouver side, probably going to be that Mikheyev, Pedersen, Kuzmenko line, assuming they're still together. Um, nope. How about that? Pedersen and Besser were both sick at practice and missed practice yesterday. So Kuzmenko went to the top line with JT Miller and Mikheyev. And then I think it was like um, Horvat, Hoglander, and someone else. Not much. Horvat's being saddled with a, a couple bad wingers. So we'll have to wait and see. That's one of the more important morning skates, it seems. Um, if those guys are out, 
I have more interest in Winnipeg, assuming their ownership isn't through the roof. Yeah, if, if Pedersen's out and Miller and Horvat are playing on different lines at five on five, I have no interest in Vancouver at all. Yeah, um, like I see that they have a 3.2 total, which is kind of weird because Winnipeg's been pretty good defensively for a while now. Um, the Jets, you know, their penalty kill has remained strong um, over the last few weeks. Um at you know at five on five, not like super elite defense, but you know middle of the pack, not awful. Um, offense has been pretty good actually. Like if Pedersen, like I said, if Pedersen and 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 uh, Bess are out, I just don't have a lot of interest in broken Canucks lines. Like I guess you can put Miller and Kuzmenko there. Um, you know um, they do have you know they do have some decent samples together but not really just nothing for vancouver for me unless we see that peterson's uh, peterson especially is back in the lineup so we'll have to see it morning skate yeah back to the winnipeg top line for me they're still playing well i don't know what to say 3.9 uh, expected goals for in 100 in their last 120 minutes together 4.1 actual goals um you know uh 19 minutes for wheeler 21 minutes for shifley no matchup concerns on the Vancouver side not, that I can see, especially if they have a couple guys missing from their lineup. So back to the Winnipeg top line. Um, you know, if you want to go to the Winnipeg second line, I think that's definitely doable. I think they're just riding hot, though. They're shooting almost 20% um, in their minutes together. As we saw with Montreal, that's something that can fall off pretty quickly when a top line is shooting that hot. So I think it's back to Winnipeg one for me in this game. Yep. I agree there. New York Islanders, 2.7 total. Heading into Vegas, the Golden Knights have a 3.3 total. Islanders back-to-back on the road, so it's probably going to be Volomov. Logan Thompson, probable. I don't know if I'm going to full stack anything on the Vegas side. Like, if you want to do some sort of, like, you know, Stevenson Stone is fine, or one-off Marsha. So that's probably where I'm looking. On the Islanders side, I'm probably out. I might like one off Barzell or one off Brock Nelson, but nothing really interesting me on the other side. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on Jack Eichel. He's eligible to come off the injured reserve now. Um, If he comes off, then I have some interest in the Vegas top line. Um, But you know, Vegas one, just really not that great without Jack Eichel 155 minutes without him this season for stone and Stevenson, 2.4 goals for per 60 minutes, five on five. Like it's just really, not that great. Um, you know, they're cheap enough where you can stack them, but I think it's back to Vegas too for me. Um, 17, 18 minutes of late. Um, Riley Smith popped a couple goals in the last game. Marsh so still shooting, they're still uh generating a lot. Probably get a pretty soft matchup against that Islander second line of Bailey Nelson Beauvillier, which has been getting throttled um in their time together going back to last year, 3.1 expected goals against. So Vegas two for me here. Probably nothing for me from the Islander side. If anything, it's to the top line with Lee and Barzal. Yep. Coming up right after us at the top of the hour, the NBA strategy show with Terry and Adam. So be sure if you're into NBA here, stick around. Uh, Last game of the night, San Jose Sharks, 2.9 total heading into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 3.5. We'll have to wait and see on news on Victor Arvidsson. If he is back, he'll slot in on that second line. Again, like Kings have a very high total here. I think, you know, they're, they're, you know, the five on five matchup is pretty good. So if you want to, you know, full stack the first line, the second line, depending on Arvidsson, I think that's fine. You want to take pieces from the third line. It's okay. 
Not the best power play spot, though. I do like the Sharks' top line here as well. Yeah, I think it's probably Kings 1 for me, Fiala Kopitar, um, Kaliev. Um, they usually they have been using the second line from Los Angeles against top competition. And, you know, Couture and Bear Banoff, you know, that second line or, you know, Nick Benino, whatever, typically pretty bad defensively this year, round three expected goals against, higher by actual goals against. So uh, Kings won for me here, uh, especially if Arvidsson's missing. Um, They've been playing reasonably well offensively. And our top stacks tool doesn't have a ton of ownership. Well, 10% ownership. I think that's a little high, but I think it's fine for their price. So uh, Kings won for me here. Yep. That is the 10-gamer here. 20 goalies playing tonight. Who you liking? Uh, Jake Ottinger, um, I think probably tops the list for me going into Carolina. Um, Logan Thompson, I think, is fine if you want to pay up a little bit at home against the Islanders. Um, Vitek Vanacek, um, on the other side of that Flyers game, I think if he starts, he's perfectly acceptable. Hellebuck as well on DraftKings on the road against Vancouver, like I said, without Pedersen or Besser. It's fine. And I'll mention James Reimer on FanDuel. Um, if Reimer comes back tonight and is in net, um, pretty cheap on FanDuel. Yeah, Reimer is already confirmed. So oh, perfect. I also don't mind him on DraftKings at 7,200 if you yeah. want to buckle up. Who you who you liking uh, for your hat trick pick? He's coming back with a vengeance. Mr. Jeffrey Skinner, my hat trick pick. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I am going. Who am I going I'm going to go Timo Meyer. All right. I like it. Yep. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be back on. I, I, of course, I haven't seen the schedule. I would assume we're back on Monday. Next week is Christmas, so they're probably going to jam in a bunch of games earlier in the week. Um, but, yeah, we'll either be back Monday or Tuesday. Make sure to click the link in the description for those BetMGM and Stochastic promos. I want to see you guys in Discord. I want to talk to you guys in Discord. So, good luck, everybody. We'll see you early next week. Good luck, everyone. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.